As Casey comes to read the scripture this morning, these are really familiar words to us. But there is an emphasis on sharing something with the next generation. And how do we do that? And where do we do that? And I want us to hear that as we continue to color. And again, there's more paper up here. Um, And begin to explore what it means to have the heart and the soul, particularly today, of a child. Casey? Today's scripture reading comes from the book of Deuteronomy, verses four, chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Casey. You have the voice of a teacher, my friend. Go have fun drawing. Over the last um, probably month or month and a half, in looking at where we were going this summer on some of this, I look back at the research of Dr. Sophia Colavetti, and she is an amazing expert on the soul of a child. And... And in reading through um, her, her, some of her research, uh, she describes this beautiful story of a five-year-old little girl with her mother that ended up in their office. And the mother described the scene. Uh, the five-year-old, they were out walking in a meadow, and, and this five-year-old suddenly sees a butterfly, like a monarch butterfly, and begins to run after this butterfly. And finally, it's chasing it around. What the mother noticed was with almost every step, the shrill of her joy and her laughter got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then suddenly, the butterfly landed on her finger. And she began to weep, this little five-year-old. She began to weep. And finally, the butterfly flew off. And she turned to her mother, tears streaming down her face. And you know what she said? She didn't say, I saw a butterfly. She didn't say, I captured a butterfly. She looked at her mom and she said, Mommy, I've just seen God. Mommy, I've just seen God. The souls of children are so beautiful and so pure until they are told Otherwise, And we'll get into that a little bit more in a, a little bit. What I want to walk through is just some of the research around children and why, why I think Jesus talked about this so much. 
Um, one of my favorite theologians is Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, and he says this, we are not human beings having spiritual experiences. We are spiritual beings having human experience. And it begins even at birth. And we'll hear more about that in just a second. Here's, here's what we know about children. Children have a natural openness to mystery, even the mystery of God, of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit. They get it. And that's why C.S. Lewis, again, you guys know, one of my favorite authors, and I, I've read so many of his books, but my favorite are not, you know, The Four Loves or those kinds of things. It's the Narnia series. And he didn't write them as metaphor to spirituality. He didn't write them as allegory. He wrote them simply to introduce to children the divine in a way that they could understand it. They can understand, children can understand Jesus as a huge lion who loves and cares for and even protects. And I've shared with you before, C.S. Lewis understood evil, I think, better than J.R.R. Tolkien, his, his pub mate and pipe mate. Because Tolkien would say that evil is terrible and ugly and, and, and just awful to look at and it's always watching us. And it was Tolkien's Catholic background that told him that. He and Lewis argued over and over and over because what Lewis said is no. Evil has to be beautiful. It has to be engaging. Otherwise, we would never be drawn to it. And so he creates Edmund and the White Witch in Turkish delight. And that drew this young boy into that evil place of the White Witch. And children who read those for years and years and years would go back to those as the best description they'd ever heard about creation, about heaven, about evil, about Jesus, and particularly about God. Children get it. And sometimes I think we sell them short in that. Children have an amazing capacity for awe. I shared with you just that little butterfly story. I wonder when the last time any of us who are over the age of, what, 20, chased a butterfly. Oh, okay. Rita, you did? Good job. And you should. We all should. And, and wept for the awe of it. Children have this natural capacity for all. Children are receivers whose souls are like Velcro. Every single experience they have sticks. And they build on that foundation. And they build on that foundation in a very positive way until something else happens in their lives. Children have no difficulty expressing their needs. Anyone here a parent? <laughs> Has your child at two months old ever had any, any trouble, any trouble expressing their need? What do they do when they're hungry? What do they do when they're um, poopy? What do they do when they're wet? What do they do when they love what they're playing with? They giggle. 
Children have absolutely no parameters, no difficulty at all expressing their needs and accepting also their dependence. From the moment they're born, they have that, and it takes time and events and other things to have that kind of slip away where we feel like we have to be independent. And yet, here we are sitting in a sanctuary on a Sunday morning, and my hope is, part of it is, we recognize our dependence on the divine. Children love what is real. God is real. Aslan, the lion, in C.S. Lewis's books, are real. Santa Claus, real. Easter Bunny, real. And don't ever come to me and say, or I'll tell, that you don't believe in the tooth fairy. Ever. Ever. And, and in our house, as I've shared, our 37-year-old to our almost 19-year-old and all the children in between know that when they walk into the Beeman home at Christmas, there is no talk about no Santa. Santa is real. And they love that. But here's the deal. Their favorite stories, no matter the child, particularly if those stories are, are positive or fun or funny, their favorite stories are the real stories out of our lives. <clears throat> Every Thanksgiving, the four children sit around with their significant others who probably haven't heard the story, and I, I'm not going to tell the story this morning because I can't really do it in here. Um, Dad, tell us the story of the Mormon temple. And then they wait for all the punchlines. And they know them all. And they've heard this story a hundred times. Or, 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 Dad, tell us the story when you got stuck on a mountain. Or, Dad, tell us the story. Or, Mom, tell us about New York. And tell us about your siblings. They love those real stories. And somehow it's as though we don't tell those stories anymore. And we have to tell those stories. And by the way, you... Church folks have stories to share with every one of these children. And our hope, Jen's hope, my hope, is that we continue to create opportunities for you to tell the real stories of your life. Just do me a favor. If you don't believe, don't talk Santa or the Tooth Fairy. And don't talk to me. They love what is real, particularly when they know it's real. Uh, one other thing that, that uh, Calavetti said is <clears throat> in her home, as she was raising her children, you, you know, um, Easy Bake Ovens came out. You remember Easy Bake Ovens? You can make, like, fake cake that really doesn't taste very good, ever. It's real cake, but said, why would we bring out an Easy Bake Oven when all you have to do is walk 10 steps to the real kitchen and bake cookies with our kids. Because that's what they want to do. Yeah, sure, they love to play, but they love, love, love what is real. That brings me to the next one. Children love to create and love to share their creations. So, just so you know, I, wasn't, I, I didn't draw second service because I drew just this outline of a mountain. And as Tom Bresky said it for service, uh, and this will bring a bell to some of you, a happy little tree. And I said, no, it's a happy little hemlock. But I didn't really finish it, and I put some 
you know, foundation stuff down here and just a little, little outline of a little happy little creek. And I said, if we're going to finish the face of God, what needs to be on here? And it took them a little while, but then they started. And what you have are birds and the sun and another happy little tree and a bridge that you can cross over the babbling brook and a bunch of rainbows and blue sky. And they finished it and they said, there it is. There's the face of God. So keep drawing, by the way. Children love to create and love to share their creations. Children are wonderfully and naturally humble until they're taught otherwise. I'm going to say it again. Children are wonderfully and naturally humble until they're taught otherwise. Children do not see skin color. Children do not see necessarily personality. Person, they accept everybody. They want to desperately love everybody until they're taught something different. And yes, there are times where we have to teach them something different, and that becomes our role. But what they can recognize before so many of us who are adults is that we are all creations of God. And not only that, we're miracles. I had a child last week. I said, so do you know what a miracle is? And she raised her hand up, and you know what she did? There it is, right there. I said, that's right. And she said, because a horse can't do that. (laughs) Think about it. I'd be terrified if a horse could do this. Finally, and here's something so key for all of us, friends. Somehow we've come to the place, all too many have come to the place, believing that for for a child to be happy, they need to be doing this. Or watching this. Well, okay, sorry. (laughs) When in fact, research says over and over and over again, a child would much rather be quiet, creative, coloring on an empty piece of paper, and even to the point where they would rather color on an empty piece of paper, look at these, than coloring in something that's already created. Why? Because they didn't create it. It didn't come out of their head or their heart or their experience. They want to create. And my prayer is the preschool director is sitting here and board director folks are sitting here is that this is what we're trying to do downstairs. Much, much more than even we have in the past, is to open those incredible doors to the creativity of our children and ask them to do what I've asked you to do this morning. Because they get it. Draw me the face of God. Look around here. Because many of these were done by children this morning. Draw me the face of God. And you have a bunch of hearts or a bunch of hearts and people and crosses. And you have a fish over there and mountains and all kinds of things. Um, This one... Over here made me a little hungry. <clears throat> um, 
Linda made this one a first service. Um, not this Linda. Other Linda. I really didn't have breakfast because we were on the road so early. But I thought, wow, smiling pizza. What it says is the many faces of God. And finally, the other thing we talked about, and I say it again to you, if you really want to see the face of God, if you really, really, really want to see the face of God, look around you right now. Look around you right now. Because right here, in this sanctuary, and all kinds of other places, is the face of God. If you really want to hear the voice of God, listen to Zane. Right, Nita? <laughs> as uncomfortable as he may be making you right now, there's the voice of God. That child. That beautiful, beautiful child. This is why the souls of children are so important for us to understand. It's not just about their actions. It's about their beliefs. It's about their acceptance. It's about what they can bring and offer, and they want to do that. And so I want to invite you, anybody who's willing, to share your creation. And by the way, just a side note, if this is not a safe place for us to share our, our understanding of the face of God, where in the world is, no matter how creative or wonderfully nuts it is, if we can't share it here, how in the world are we going to be able to share it anywhere else? This needs to be that kind of safe place. And I got the hesitation before I started worship. What in the world is going on today, Beeman? Well, I thought I'm starting my sixth year with you. I might as well do something creative. No? And then I thought, no. I'm starting my sixth year. I'm going to ask you to do something creative. So anybody willing to share? I'll share. Okay. Thank you, Jen. Can I share from back here? No, you can. Right there is fine. Okay. So I have a big heart. All right. Put it up. You have to put it up. Tape's up here. Put it up. Um, the... the I'll deal with the trustees board share later, but um, put it up. Anybody else willing to share? Okay, Dorothy. Who, by the way, I, I have to share. Can I share? I, okay, you can tell them. It's beautiful. Put it up. Anybody? Okay. Okay, Rita. It's not finished, but I have a color palette. Okay. Oh. All right, put it up. Tape's right here. Okay, go ahead. Oh, that's beautiful, yeah. Well, that's great. Way to go. Looks beautiful. Put it up. Norma. Okay, Jen, over here. Thank you. No, you're good. That's beautiful. Put it up. Okay, there you go. Okay, and is, so is that Tom on the other side? Okay, so Tom, did you want to, I mean, the, the precedent's set now, so you have to share. Well, I saw the Put it up. All right, anybody else? Yeah, back here, the whole family back here. All right, 
What do you got, Malia? I have a bunch of blocks because to me, God is my foundation. Okay. All right. Car- Carolyn. You made a hat? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. How about one or two others? Anybody else? Okay, Norma? All right. Okay, oh, yeah. Uh, You're good. Put it up. Wilma? Love it. Put it up. Casey, you just had your hand up. That's great. Thank you. Put it up. Rich, you've been volunteered. Wow. Who would have thought? All right. Okay, Neverland. All right. Betsy, did I see? Okay. That's it. Hearing those rhythms. All right, um, I want to take two minutes for if you did a drawing for you to go ahead and stand up and put them up because I can't close worship until these are up. So, can we take just a couple minutes, Jason? Can you play us into this and then we'll go to prayer time? Please put them up. As we are putting these up, I'm thinking, let's. Uh, Jason just played it as we prepare for prayer. Let's sing Jesus Loves Me, shall we? Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. They are weak, but He is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me.